Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text our show on 8.12.15. You can follow our show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or you can email our show via the Absolute Radio website. I love the way you elongate our. Well, it is our show, mm. but when mm-hmm. I say our, I speak for everyone listening as well. What? Do you see? <laughs> they're all earning it now. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, they're not okay. getting any money out of it, but you know what I mean? It's, I feel mm. they have a certain ownership. They're not the only ones. Let's <laughs> <Well, laughs> be honest. Paying, yeah. people, don't come, people don't come to radio for the money. <laughs> to love. Telling me. Oh, so I, um, I, I came into the show this morning. I was picked up... Um, <laughs> By a, there was just a big, a big like a truck outside my house. <laughs> was when it I went out. You brought him by truck. <laughs> it was a, it was an eight seater. Oh, nice. Um, I but don't yeah, know what you call it. Was in the back. What we would call a minibus. Do they still call it that? You can if you want. Yeah. yeah. People carrier. That's another word that people use. So there was like um, MPV multiple. Were you on an vehicle, episode of a Coach Trip without realising <laughs> it? Well, if I was, no one else was on it. <laughs> it was just me on the back. I felt like Ian Lavender going to a dad's army reunion. <laughs> It was just weird being be the only one in the back. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, what I call a boy's own bus. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. it was spacious. <laughs> I sneezed at one point, and the driver went, bless you, and I, th- I, th- I forgot he was here. He's so far away. <laughs> <laughs> Voice came from... Anyway, that was, uh, that was, was an that exciting okay? time. Did you not ask him what it was? What, what kind of car? No. So Why would I ask him that? Because well, you got in it thinking, I've never been in one of these before, so surely you say... What kind of car is this, mate? Or well, are you I thought driving no, you these say days? that because you're Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I am, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I thought we might be picking up other people on the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring us all in. It was a new cost-saving initiative yeah. and you had to go buy me <laughs> and Alan yeah. in that Manchester. Would that would be quite nice, though, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know if we'd have a little it. chat on the way in yeah, and stuff. start with the bands, couldn't we? Oh god, the mega bands. Well, we could have got it. Mega bands. <laughs> we could have. We could have had mega bands and and, and a spe- still a spare seat. And mega lols. Yeah, um, hopefully mega lols. My driver this morning called you. I love it when we talk about uh, my driver. Mm-hmm. But my driver this morning called you a ledge, Frank. Oh, okay. He said he's a ledge, and then he said he didn't know what a podcast was, so I had <laughs> to explain. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... I wonder if there's someone who's absolutely... An, you know these, like, were the revolutionary plastic windows that were invented? Mm. Um, where, you know, you could put them in the houses and they don't rot and they're cheaper than wood. The person who invented that in the industry, is he known as a window ledge? Brilliant. Oh. Very good. Do you think that's a, that's a possibility? Yeah. But I'll tell you, now here's a thing that... Here's a funny thing, here is a funny thing. This this is one, I don't know if the youth will be able to identify with this, but I had a really exciting moment when I got to the Absolute Radio studios because um, I I take the stairs. You know, I think in life you should take the stairs if you can. Um, You know, a little bit of fitness training. (laughs) And uh, I'll tell you what... That's Frank's exercise. Yeah, I'll be working out. (laughs) Yeah, but do you take the stairs or the lift? What do you think? Have you seen me recently? Of course I take the lift. Okay. Well, um, I take the stairs, and what was brilliant is I thought, oh, this is the second floor coming up. It was the third floor. Oh. Can you imagine the thrill of that? <laughs> oh Can you God. imagine 
how good that felt. Yeah. Honestly felt like someone had given me a thousand pounds. And not <laughs> and I don't mean in a brown envelope. Well, because I mean, it was the third floor. Yeah. I mean floor. that they'd given me a thousand pounds in like a little display case. You know when it splayed out into oh, like no. like a fan? Yeah, yeah. That that kind of um, handover of a thousand pounds. It's lovely. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. We've had a text and you're helping people in their life, Frank. Am I? Yeah. We've had a text from 575 who says, Hey, Breakfast Club, which, um... I think is our new gang nickname. Yeah, that was that popular Brat Pack movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, was yes. We guys were just like that, aren't we? We are. I can't remember what it was like. No. What, Breakfast Club? Oh, I loved it. Um, hey, Breakfast Club, this is a little unrelated to any previous textings, but this week I went on a date for the first time in three years. Oh. And whilst waiting for the lovely lady to turn up, the nerves kicked in, dot, dot, dot. After moments of panicking, I honestly said to myself out loud, what would Frank Skinner do? I don't think we want to answer that question. Well, he, think, he, thinks, he seems to think it went well. He, he, says, he woke up on a central reservation <laughs> too, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> He just got the, he got the era wrong. No, needless to say, we already have the next date booked, thanks. Oh, so you're, it's a civic duty you're doing for the... Wow, um, but what, what, would, what, what would Frank I do? Skinner do? Well, I, I think, we were hoping I think you, you went on the date and you were a laugh and you've, you've won another the day that's that's what i'm extrapolating from that, Is that I, right? think oh, I don't know I'm, meant... I'm very busy this week <laughs> <laughs> i think by what would frank skinner do it would mean very funny and very authentic oh authentic. lovely authentic yes authentic bit, all right <laughs> sounds a bit unwashed to me authentic <laughs> well you talk about my authentic actually authentic underwear is, uh, yeah. is is some of the um off the market underwear i do wear it's very <laughs> tight like tight around the thigh <laughs> it's like it's designed for some sort of tubular man oh. there is such a thing isn't that a nice story though frank it's a lovely I like story that. i don't quite get it but all the best stories are like that mm. let us consider the billy goats gruff <laughs> um, don't get that. i don't get the and other things that haven't been said anywhere in the world this what's morning. the troll what does the troll gain from uh, living under the bridge yeah good point to hell to hell with to hell with the troll shade shade yeah, I suppose so. Don't throw shade at me. Okay. He um, oh, I was I, I, I was um, I was at Hampton Court Palace last night. One of his days out. Oh, why didn't you tell me? Well, I was in. A, I wasn't actually in the palace. I was in a a, a marquee. You know that's my equivalent of the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yes. In case you don't know, um, rather marvelously, I once asked Emily what was her um, would but shouldn't, and it was Henry the <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, I've got it's a painting great. of him in my bedroom. Above it's great. Um, but anyway, uh, he wasn't in. <laughs> I've never really forgiven him for the Reformation, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, I was, it was a Doctor Who panel, is what oh. it was. So I was interviewing um, uh, PCAP. Nice. And, um, and then uh, Stephen Moffat and Brian Minchin of the, um, of the, you know, the, the creative team. team. Right. So I was on my way. Obviously, I was quite excited about it. And then we got stuck in the worst traffic you've ever seen in your life. And I thought, yeah. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to make it. Oh. And I, I, I felt myself tense up. I was clenched. 
Mm-hmm. I was, I'd, I'd actually drawn a lot of the upholstery into a, into a, a peak <laughs> on the back seat. I was in a four-seater car. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, felt, also I felt very closed in. <laughs> you weren't in the AT minibus. So I was also starving. Oh. And I thought, one thing is I won't have to go and just go straight out there. I won't have time to eat. Mm. So I was starting to... The driver was already very, very anxious. And then someone called me and said, where are you? And I said, look, we're in traffic and we're going to be at least another half an hour. And then I said to him, "Um, you're the bad guy, everyone hates you. I said to the driver, (laughs) I thought we'd fire him on to find quicker routes. (laughs) But anyway, I said... It's I'm more very... stick than carrot, though, isn't it, that? It's more stick than carrot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you have to... That's did... autobiography. I, I had no real carrot to offer him. <laughs> of course, you're hungry. <laughs> but coincidentally, um, I said, I'm really starving, so I'm not going to have time to eat. I said, I don't... If I said, if I have to do this, hungry, I said, I'm, I could faint up there. Passive-aggressive march. Yeah. Good. I think it's, it's, it's all about... It's all about... It's about motivation. Yeah. It's a sort of Mourinho-type yeah. thing. So um, he said, um, "I'm going to do the voice." Okay. Right. He was uh, he was East, he was from Eastern Europe. Okay. He said, um, "I I have um, sandwich my wife make for me." No. Oh, don't. And I said, uh, "Okay." You didn't. Yeah. And he said, "I have some uh, little cheese biscuits." As well. I said, "Yeah, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have you those." Didn't. I did. Oh my god! I took his lunch. Well, I presume it was his dinner. How much? How much did you give him? <laughs> No, I didn't give him any. Oh, well, I thought he owed me. Right. <laughs> what, you been late? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we it. were asking this morning what would Frank Skinner do. I think <laughs> you've successfully answered that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a very... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more in a minute, but um, it just seemed the obvious thing to do. You don't agree. And it came around, it was all, it was so packaged with love. Do you know what I mean? It was lovely. The the um, the cheese biscuits thing got an elastic band round, oh, so it, once nice. he'd had enough, he could, he could go back oh, the in. The poignancy, I can't bear it. It was, it was lovely and um, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet in from Mike who says... Uh, hashtag what would Frank Skinner do take a hard working man's lunch and tell the nation how nice it was <laughs> well that's a good point there's really a few just... points here aren't there <laughs> <laughs> okay. first of all we don't know he's a hard working he was it took him two hours to get from my house to Hampton Court Palace he was I mean I'm not blaming him for that the traffic was bad and also um, it, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was his dinner not right. his lunch <laughs> Um, I tell you what, because he was... I'm uh, glad you've addressed the key issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it, it made absolute sense, because I had to go straight on stage. He could wander about and find food. Yeah, he's probably... That's a super attitude. ten minutes into your gig, isn't he? You know, he's, he's probably queued for vegetables in his youth. <laughs> anyway, um, so he... Unlike he, your affluent start in life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, we didn't bother with vegetables. We have an outside <laughs> toilet. <laughs> but anyway, um, so it was the sandwich as well. It felt a bit exotic. Mm. You know, there's a sort of white bread that you can get um, oh, in overseas, which no, it feels a bit sort of a oh, bit sturdier, bimbo. a bit sturdier than um, bimbo. Is that what it's called? What? Mm. Bimbo bread. I love it. No, this looks like it's been made with uh, one eye for troops coming over the horizon. 
Right. That kind of... It felt sturdy. And it was... It had stuff on it that you wouldn't normally get on an English sandwich. It had, like, a soft cheese, which was very nice, and, and a salami, a, a really... You know, hard Are you doing cough. a dissertation on this sandwich? <laughs> I've never heard so much detail. <laughs> the thing is, I haven't had a holiday this year, and this <laughs> this is basically <laughs> this, this is the closest I've got to going overseas this year. Was this sandwich? So, add a thin layer of. Che- are we talking processed cheese or soft cheese? Well, I don't know. We're, we're talking. We're talking. Um, oh. We're talking Eastern European cheese. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we cleared that up there. Yeah, but it was love. It was a nice sandwich, I have to say. Right. Any vegetable in there? Was there a bit of tomato or a in cucumber? A sandwich? No, no. Who no. has <laughs> vegetable in no, a sandwich? No. Oh, I must have this onion and aubergine sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said he couldn't be bothered to queue. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I had the sandwich and I said to him because I thought I, I need to, you know, let, well, let's take some of the tension out of the situation. I said. Uh, this wouldn't be a bad short story, would it? It's a, 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 oh, a, a celebrity gets into a car and then they're on somewhere and they get stuck and the celebrity says, I've got to eat before I go on, and the bloke gives me a sandwich. It turns out the bloke's wife was trying to poison the, 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 the husband. Actually, that is a good short story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I wasn't said, with you until the poisoning bit. And I said... Totally I can't believe you referred to yourself as a celebrity. <laughs> Well, I, I feel to, absolutely I, ill. I had to speak. I had to use basic language. <laughs> so I, I said, um, oh, "Wouldn't that be a good?" And then I get poisoned, <laughs> and yeah. you realise that you know you're. I said, and the great thing about it is you are rewarded for your kindness giving me the sandwich by escaping death. <laughs> and he said, uh, "Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is good story." Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I said. Um, did he, he say? Said, and he more, said, "More parable, if you will." <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't say parable. Um, and he said, "I like um, him saying, if you will.'" <laughs> and he said, um, "But, um, but what about wife?" <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, I, you know, you would, I suppose, you'd phone the police and say my wife's tried." He said, and then he said to me, um, "No, no, I think I go home and uh, t- chop off her head and kick it around like football." <laughs> He's a great writer. Yeah, and I thought, well, I was thinking, I was thinking more Agatha Christie. You've gone, you've gone Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> don't say this the wrong way. Yeah, but... to me, it spoiled the whole. It's, no, it's even like retrospectively it slightly impaired the sandwich. I think he's a better short story writer than you from this. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it. No, it was too much for me. <laughs> I'd just eaten. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. The Pope is on tour. He is. Have you seen that? It's, uh, it's exciting times for the Pope. He's gone to the States. Oh, to, I hate uh, it when people call it the States. What? I don't like that. The United States? <laughs> yeah. The USA? It's one of my... I, I really judge people who say the States. Well, you've judged me oh, before. I don't like I think the States I'll cope either. With it. <laughs> I'll cope with it. I've been judged in the past. No. I'm a big boy. <laughs> OK. Yeah, well, I, d- I judge that as well. So anyway, the Pope has gone to the States. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it now for <laughs> okay. the rest of the mm. show. You know that, don't you? <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, he did a speech. He... he he did quite a long speech, which I saw a bit of, and that was good. But the main breaking news on uh, Pope Watch is that he then got into a Fiat 500L and was driven away. That's his... Uh, that's the way you know every aspect wheels. of that car. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. It's Thank God it wasn't a Volkswagen. In it? 
wouldn't have worked. It was very uh, madcap comedy, wasn't it? Him getting into that <laughs> little uh, Fiat. Well, he's a bit, um, he's a bit Jeremy Corbyn in the in that sort of very wear your humility Frank? on your sleeve. Yes, sort of as thing. the Americans would say, one hundred. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he does. Yeah, he likes a bit of that. It's, uh, I, it's just good to see him with uh, th- what I it said that they um, they had separate. Him and Obama met him at the airport, and they had mm-hmm. separate yeah. motorcades. That's right. Yeah. yeah. First of all, one of my favourite words in all the world is motorcade. <laughs> they use that word a lot in the states. It sounds like something you might get in a bottle in a shop yes. in Birmingham in the seventies. Gatorade. I have um, can I have a wagon wheel and one of them little bottles of motorcade. <laughs> Can I tell you, Frank, what was also very 70s was that he hasn't been to America before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's his first visit. Yeah, How the thing old is, are you? 74? Not only yeah. that, never he's, been. he's from Argentina as well, which is not that far away, is it? That's true, yeah. But, well, I'm going to do it for the first... He's left a bit late. He can't take advantage of the nightlife at his age. Well, but, actually, like I said, I saw a little bit of his speech on, um, I think, BBC News, and uh, he devoted a long chunk of it to how big the food portions were there. So it's his first visit for Sure. Like, <laughs> dinners are massive here. Yeah. And they're so friendly in the shops. <laughs> I w- you know what? I will have a nice day. <laughs> no, it's a five day tour. But how did they organise the motorcade then if they had one each? Are they sort of side by side and the Pope's looking across and there's Barack Obama in his big car? Right. Oh, like the race in Greece at the end. I well, imagine I that there's the thing where the drivers look at each other and do three, two, one, and then they both set off simultaneously, isn't that? I mean, and then I like, debate who's got the most outriders and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never really. Do you think they've got a more sophisticated way of communicating than three, two, one? I well, hope so. You think there's some kind of earpiece <laughs> situation? With the curly, you know, they love the curly earpiece. Those. That's um, right. Those, and they're they're quite all... macho, those guys, aren't they? Oh, the, um... God, oh don't back. get me started. They cannot be delighted with the Pope's choice of vehicle, can they? The security detail <laughs> that are like, yeah, yeah, I'd like the big limo guy. Uh, oh. I, I've got the Fiat 500L. And also... Well, I Al, think you can sorry. get it into a flight case if, it, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if gunfire starts. Also, bear in mind... They are cool. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of wardrobe, isn't there? It's like a bride in the back of a car with all that... With the Pope. Well, all that fabric. Yeah. Yes. He looked quite squashed in there, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, this is the big Fiat 500. You know I'm the motoring correspondent on this show. There is the Fiat 500 and there's the Fiat 500L, which is sort of oh. a roomier version which I'm led to believe that the Pope got in case he had to give any bishops a lift and they need to keep their hat on. So, I mean, I'm not an expert on... <laughs> I, hope the, I hope that the sort of the Cardinal Outriders, that would have looked oh, fantastic. Yeah. I like that the Pope's in a Fiat 500, I came in in an eight-seater. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you, when I, I, um, I played football on the beach at, um, at Cannes in... Uh, Man of the People? En France... And we played, um, well, I was supposed to be playing against the 1994 Brazil World Cup winning team, but they were a man down. So um, they said to me, do you want to play on our side? Wow. So I I, I dressed in the Brazil kit. I had my photo, team photos. Kids came over and had their photo took with me (laughs) thinking I was in the Brazil 1994 (laughs) team. And at the end of it, um, obviously I was rubbish and they were still, you know, really good. And we won, and at the end of it, I, um, they, we all went up, and they got into all got into one people carrier, and I got into a Rolls Royce <laughs> <laughs> in my kit, in my kit, and my trainers. 
Oh, oh what would Frank's going to do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but could I get a sandwich from the driver? No. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Uh, yeah, the Pope. 660 has asked, Hi Frank, is Alan pontificating? That's very fine. Good mm-hmm. work. What's it wrong with that? Am I? File that one. Um, I tell you what though, uh, because he wears white mm-hmm. all the time, obviously. Oh, he loves a winter white? Yeah, so he's all in white and he's going to the White House. Mm-hmm. If he goes outside for a smoke, <laughs> he could be lost for hours. I never. <laughs> I'll never find him. He's just leaning against a wall, watching the security guards going past, <laughs> thinking, ah, the the fool. strong. With his menthols. I imagine. You know about. I imagine he might smoke. He might. Oh, I can see him with a menthol. Yeah. Mm. Do you think a menthol? Yeah, I see him with that. Yeah, what's what's the famous menthol ones? That are they call something like Colgate. What they call? Consulate. Oh, consulate. Because smoking a consulate at the White House, you you keep in the um, diplomatic theme going. It all links together, doesn't it? The writers have really knocked it out of the park on this one today. He's got a five-day tour. Yeah. He's like Guns N' Roses. He's got Philly, NYC. Five... I'm not even calling that a tour. Five days. (laughs) I wonder if he's packed a lot of luggage or if he's just going to do it in the one outfit. They're not going to fit it in the boot out of that uh, Fiat. Fiat 500L. Mm. Be good to know how much stuff he travels with. It would, wouldn't it? Like, I'm. I'm How many? Does he change? Does he change it every day? That that the robes. Well, he has problems with his. I believe it's called a fanon. What? There's like a cape thing they wear. Oh yeah, the double cape. Yeah. I believe it is actually called a fanon. I may please correct me if I'm wrong, readers. I, I, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I'm ashamed uh-huh. to say. They blow up in the wind. You yes, see. well, it's very. Oh, it was right. very windy at the airport. I thought, thank goodness, uh, Donald Trump isn't the <laughs> president because <laughs> his hair would have completely unravelled. It'd be like watching mm-hmm. a house of cards come down. Do you know? Yeah. My heart did go out to the pontiff because uh, he had the school band playing to him. And oh, yeah. I'm a bit phobic about the school band. Did he have the school band? Yeah, they d- well, they had children playing for him, and I just think, come on, spend a bit of money. But <laughs> I'm afraid... I don't want to hear children on recorders playing Kumbaya. What about Mike Nolan's Buck Fizz? There are loads of <laughs> options. But well, the true, thing yeah. is, if you're a dignitary, one of the things is you have to listen to children doing stuff. Mm. Look at the Queen, the stuff she has to sit through. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, flowers, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, she has the fl- the flowers in her hand. She's got like you know the five second. Is it the five second test? If you drop a sandwich, yeah, yeah. She does that with the flowers. Little girl comes out. Oh, thank you, lady in waiting. It's there. It barely touches the royal oh, glove. Of course, the Queen drives a dark green Jaguar X type. We've uh, <laughs> we've covered that before. Oh yes, yeah. She's Interesting weird. news. Dalai Lama, Bentley Continental GT. You, he does he completely drive? Completely shrink wrapped <laughs> in uh, in like a monogram of DL. It says DL all over it. And he's Shut got, up. He's got a private number plate that says Dalai, but the A's are fours. Oh yeah, so Dal. I started. Excuse me, he has got a private number plate. The Pope. <laughs> uh, the Did Pope you see does. that? The Dalai doesn't. I don't know. Does the Pope has SCV one. Which is Latin. Oh, yes, Latin is. I love, I love having a Latin personalised number <laughs> flight. I yeah. mean, that is special. Um, but the, does the, do you think the Dalai Lama drives? I don't think so, no. Yeah, what's with the robes all up? My car, my crib, my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's 
I can see him. He's quite fiddy sent behind the wheel. Yeah, he made a little sexist joke this week, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's got like, Lama. Yeah, yeah, if he makes, uh, if he's got like some Hot Wheels, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think well, he's more bloke than we've given him credit for. Does the Dalai Lama drive? I mean, in this, in this Best manifestation. <laughs> I don't want to know if he drove previously. <laughs> what about if you went and took his test and just took it like that and said, oh, you know, I could drive. That'd be good. I could drive three me's ago. I just remember it. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Why don't you text the show on eight twelve fifteen? We haven't had many today, have we? Well, we yeah. have, but some of them are praise. And obviously uh, that's a no-go area for you. No, but I'm just glad to know they exist. And some oh, they're here. I'm going to finish, I'm finish this bit. Um, <laughs> for, are they? Oh. <laughs> Follow the show on... Um, I thought it was Clive Sinclair at the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. There you go, it's said. That'll be good on Absolute 80s, the Sinclair joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he seems a nice man. Uh, is he still with us, by the way? Clive Sinclair? Oh, no. I think so. Is he? Okay. He's keeping a low profile, but you can't help it in those cars. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually done a Clive a Sinclair. Sinclair C5 joke. Wow. Incredible, I'm so proud. Have you Why got not? some top loader material coming up? <laughs> when a joke is born. Ooh. So, um, someone, I, I know someone who, who had an audience with the Pope. <clears throat> and apparently he comes out on stage mm. and he just starts talking. You know, I told you I saw the Archbishop of Canterbury. What do you mean an audience with? Is it like on ITV or something? No, it's a bit like that, an yeah. audience with. Yeah. I don't and then an get... all-saint in the audience like, and maybe Izzy Cundy. That's it. And, uh, yeah, so it's... Uh... I've got a question for you, Pontiff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you Who's see... the best person you've ever met? Did you see that Madonna referred to him as Popey Wopey? Did she? Yeah. Oh, Madonna. How do you feel about that? I feel... How old are you? Me? 40. No. I was <laughs> thinking about Madonna. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to ask me a question this about is Mad You know, Madonna has always been, like, on the cutting edge of shock tactics. I yeah. bet she thought, I know what I'll do, I'll call him Popey Wopey. This is what happens when someone in their... Fi I know this from my own experience. When yeah. someone in their 50s thinking, right, now what's the cutting edge? Mm. <laughs> I know. Popey Wopey. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, consequently, that's why I'm the only one who knows about it on today's show. Yeah. There was a time, of course, everything she said. She hasn't got as many followers as him on Twitter, I don't think. Is that right? He's got seven million followers, same as Little Mix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Stephen Fry's got four million more than the Pope. Oof. I see. Ooh. Yeah. 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 He doesn't, he doesn't work a crowd, the Pope, like uh, old Fryer. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he actually canvasses for followers. I've seen him in the street with a rosette on. Who, the Pope? No, Fryo. Fryo. I like Fryo. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, you know what I told you? I saw the Archbishop of Canterbury and oh, he, yeah, he yeah. walked on stage and said, don't worry, it's only the Archbishop of Canterbury. That was his, <laughs> that was his opener. Which One of the best openers ever. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Pope apparently just he doesn't he doesn't say hello I'm the Pope he just goes straight into the material straight in with we them. could all learn from that 
What do you well, mean? What's the material? <laughs> you know, prayers so and stuff. The Chinese and the chopsticks. Sort of like Seinfeld, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever been in a Fiat 500 and uh, you get that clicking sound? Um, I don't know why he talks like that. But anyway. It's like guitar music in between all his jokes uh, as well, like Seinfeld. So, um, yeah, so he doesn't say, hello, I'm the Pope. He, he just assumes that you know who he is. And I think, I find myself, in, in, when I do gigs, I still say, go on and introduce myself, mm-hmm. even though it's on the ticky. Yeah. So I think we can all, all learn from his confidence. Well, Madonna says, um, hi, I'm Madonna. Does she? Yeah, and you have to say, yes, I know who you are. I think that's quite nice. It, that doesn't sound at all uh, her. Do you? I think it's utterly disingenuous. <laughs> passive aggressive. Yeah, but I, li- I like... That's the tone I like. <laughs> um, passive aggressive and disingenuous. Johnny Cash's catchphrase was, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. That was his catchphrase? Yeah. Well, that's not really a catchphrase. Well, it so was his catchphrase. It used to get a cheer when he said it. I saw him with the highway man, and he didn't say it till about 40 minutes in. He suddenly leaned in and went... Oh, I'm Johnny Cash, and it absolutely rocked the place. Wow. So when he died, I nicked that catchphrase, and I use it now. It doesn't go anywhere near no. as well. Anyway, I've got to tell you a story about my parish priest. <laughs> but first of all, we'll play this. Great. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Yeah, so my parish priest said, I've got some good news and some bad news. This was in the pulpit. He says, I've I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that we've got all the money we need to complete the refurbishment of the roof. The bad news is it's in your bank accounts. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I thought it was rather fine. Have you been drinking from your cup? (laughs) Now he's got like a gold thing. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah. Well, he has got he has the wine as well. Oh, I love it when they come out with a funny. Mm. Is that yeah. is that the sort of caliber of the funnies there? At the, uh... You don't think it's a good funny? No, I like it. It's a good line. I don't I'm think just that's asking. bad. In fairness, I'm not having a go. Yeah, just oh, you just hate everything that's got to do with um, <laughs> God. God. You just hate God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fond of this pope, though. Yeah, he's my favourite pope. I've never felt such affection he's for a religious my figure. Fave, my favourite pope ever. Huh? Yeah. That's, uh, that doesn't put him too high in the tree. It puts him at the top of the tree. Okay, well that's fair enough in the pope tree. Anyway, Obama, Obama's probably my second favourite president after um, FD Roosevelt. Oh, Joe Biden, Teddy, I would. Teddy Roosevelt, rather. <laughs> Joe Biden, hello. Really? What about Lincoln? Too beardy. No, I like I like Lincoln because of the. Um, the beard but no moustache I've always loved that <laughs> oh you like that oh, don't there's you a, there's a real strong sense that it's um, on elastic there's something a bit creepy about him I'm sorry Who, Lincoln yeah mm. I know he did a lot of good but you know I wouldn't um, bad teeth <laughs> they all did in those no, days no I had a dream about him I had a dream that I was in a quarry and Lincoln was standing on the top um, um, w- with um, with you know his Lincoln outfit on yeah, it's Lincoln costume. Yeah, and uh, and he he spoke and he got quite, got very bad teeth. Mm-hmm. Just live with me. Mm. Okay. So, well, that'll be. Uh, <laughs> is that your uh, your text has gone off? Is that your purple that, alert? That's actually. Um, Who is it Pope, from? Pope Robin, Robin Hood has uh, arrived in my car. <laughs> 
Sorry about that. Sorry, it's very unprofessional. It's the, it's the least One four three has texted us to say, "Morning, Frank, Alan, and Emily. I've just been for my flu jab. The appointment time was eight fifty-three. Wow, that is good. It's catching on. Yeah. No oppressive twelves there. I had my uh, flu jab this week. You get to our age, of course, it's a killer. You see. <laughs> I haven't had a Can you not say about our age? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I meant me and that bloke, not me and okay. you. Right. Yeah, you and the Pope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I hope he's had his flu, Jeff. We've also had a text in, uh, 731-us has texted, I used to see Sir Clive Sinclair running in the mall, uh, not shopping in brackets. He wore those terrible, very short athletic shorts <laughs> with a small slit up the side and his suit <laughs> socks. Really? That's good, oh. good info. Running in the mall, and was he singing? I'm running in the mall. Maybe. I'm sick of Clear. <laughs> I'm the bloke that made those small cars that look like a cheese wedge. <laughs> I'm running in the mall. What if he'd done that? How long before he'd been arrested? Not arrested, but I'm arrested in a care room, mate. I think I am. Clive Sinclair's lost it. I think it might be the beginning of a good text in though. Mm. Who, what celebrities have you seen exercising? Yeah, I, I was jogging. Once... Jogging ones would be good, and and indeed gymnasium. I was once oh, in yes. a gymnasium in and uh, Goran Goran Ivanisevich <laughs> was in there. Goran Ivanisevich, West Brom fan. Is he? Oh, yeah. Lovely. How did that happen? I don't know really. <laughs> I was once on the... St- there was three stretch mats at a, at a gym in um, in Belsize Park in oh, yeah. North London. I was on the middle one. Um, to my left was Michael Palin, and to my right was Eleanor Bonham Carter. Wow. Oh. And her and and sports game was all black. Of course. Goth, goth to the last. Of course it was. Goth to the last. What about Clive Owen in my gym? Clive Owen in there? Yes. Is that uh, compo? <laughs> <laughs> Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. I've got a little bit of banana muffin oh, in I my mouth. I don't think anybody can tell. Just mm. uh, crack on as you are. <laughs> um, sorry about that. <laughs> it's funny how things creep up on you. It's you enjoy You know, if you're eating something, you forget you're eating it. It's just in there. You know oh, what I'm I- talking about? No, I've never forgotten I've eaten anything. That's <laughs> okay. all no, I think of course. about. Don't you keep a chart, a wall chart? Of course I do. I've got an app for it. Oh, An nice. alarm goes off. There'll be, there'll be apps. Mm. Let's face it. Well, there will be apps. We're eating banana muffin because it's Charlie's birthday coming up. Yeah, Charlie, who is... Uh, what is 47. Your, what is your job? Assistant producer. Assistant producer <laughs> on the show. Mm-hmm. I like Chris Evans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I know she's a valuable member of the paid? team. No, tell us on air. Valuable <laughs> member of the team. I know she's a valuable, but I don't know exactly the job title. That's fair enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We couldn't. The show wouldn't operate without her. I know that. Oh yeah. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's <laughs> her something birthday. I used to say a lot back in the day. <laughs> we. Can now sing happy <laughs> birthday to her if we if we wish. I don't think well, we can. Well, we can't on radio, can we? No. If we but were we in could, America, yeah, it's it's long been a thing that if you sing happy birthday on anything, you have to pay um, royalties for it. Yeah. Uh, but in America, they've just sorted it out, so it might come here in America. Now you can go on American telly and sing happy birthday till the cows come home. Uh, well, I don't know that remix version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's much better, actually. Is that on an advert? Or I something? said to them It'll... years ago, it needs a, it needs a bovine element. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bit of a strange mashup, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Who wrote "Happy Birthday," Frank? Can you remember? No googling. Is it? It's, it's two women, is it? Mm. Two is ladies. It? It's something I know. Oh, Mildred God. and Patty Hill. 
Fantastic. I know that piece of information. That's good knowledge. Mm. I think that is good knowledge. I made a little patty hill on my uh, plate mm-hmm. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a coincidence? Huh? What's the chances of that? There's, um, there's a okay. bit of searing insight on the story from um, a professional lawyer who uh, said on the Radio 4 Today programme, um, if they've collected two million a year over that period, that's a large sum of money. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair enough. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what I have got, though, is I recorded my own um, song, which is... Um, what is it? It's, it's, it's a replacement for Happy Birthday that we can use until Happy Birthday is cleared in this country. Oh, well, is this thanks. like Happy Birthday to you? So this is, like uh, this is one I've actually written. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. why not? I think I'm, I, I, what I, now what I'm using is the word anniversary. So there's absolutely no, because it is it is an anniversary of your birth. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not funny. It's just different. Here it goes. It's on my phone. Can you hear it? No. No. I'm pressed it. Yeah. <laughs> I just checking to see if you were gonna. You know, Good check. You know, because sometimes test. when you're around power, you say, "Oh yes, I can hear it. It's brilliant," and I haven't even pressed it yet. Uh-huh. That was a test, and you both passed. Congratulations. I'll just play it. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary. It's 21 years since you came to be. Happy anniversary. What do you think about it? <laughs> what do you think? I love, love, love it. You can change I... the number. From 21 to Yeah, it doesn't have to, to be 21. Numbers. The number's interchangeable. Six so oh. 53 years since you came to that be. That is really useful. I don't like. know how I feel anniversary. about the sort of bloodhound and pickup truck <laughs> <laughs> element to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a little redneck. Yeah, I don't know why it came out. I didn't have that intention <laughs> at all. I was just wearing dungarees when I recorded it. That is weird. Yeah, and um, I was sitting on a pig. Yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought, oh, I'll just record it because it's nice to have an alternative. And, and just as me... soon as I leaned into the mic, I went, happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just hazard a guess? Was it a one-take wonder or did, did it go through several rewrites? Um, no, it was um, it was quite early on in the... I, in I had a feeling. I, I had a feeling. I quite like it, out. I just, as I say, there's a sort of... Um, extra in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Wait, that's, that's all right. It's okay, but it's just a bit strange. I like the I idea mean... there's something much less fun going on in an adjoining room. <laughs> um, but I always like that idea. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I just, it shows. I think it's arguably a better song than Happy Birthday. Uh, Happy Birthday, if you think about it. Is the line "Happy Birthday to You" and then it's the line "Happy Birthday to You" again? And it's a minor variation. Then it's the line "Happy Birthday to You." I hundred percent agree because there's two one line too many. And also, but but and you haven't said that since the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but there's um, there's a lot of rhymes with "you." A "you" yes. is an easy one, and they just couldn't be bothered. Um, uh, Daphne and um, Dolores Hill. Pew. Yeah, there's loads Hill. of rhymes. Wasn't it Mildred and Patty Hill? Mildred and Patty Hill. They couldn't. They couldn't be bothered. I hate them. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So yes, I, I also I've never been to uh, a birthday party for you too. Mm. Mm. I'm sure they have them. 
Oh, I thought you meant us too. No, I meant them. <laughs> I'll ask my gardener. What? Well, as you know, I share a gardener with you two. Oh, yes, mm. of course. Mm. But I wonder if anyone has ever had the, the, the foresight to sing Happy Birthday, You Too. Happy Birthday, You Too. Mm. Instead of Happy Birthday to You. When you oh, say yeah. foresight, well, you mean a positive spin on it. <laughs> well, I think that'd be a clever twist. Oh, I don't imagine they've got those kind of word wordsmiths on the staff. <laughs> no, I think they're be cool people, aren't they? Oh. Um, I remember doing a similar thing at uh, Desmond Tutu's birthday party. Happy birthday, Tutu! Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> or to you, Tutu? He said, "I've told you not to ring up my degree." <laughs> <laughs> Um, we had uh, a text, 731, who said, Idris Elba in my gym. My wife's still not forgiven me for not calling her so she could come and ogle. That's good. I had uh, tennis... Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Tennis Elba. I had tennis Elba in my Follow gym. Follow the jokes, aren't you? Follow them. <laughs> Idris um, Elba, I bet, he's, I bet he pumps some iron. I bet he does pump some iron. Because if you play those... Oh, sort I'd of calm down, hench, you think. If you play those sort of action-type men, yeah. you have right. to, you've got a, a, an obligation to keep, like, you know... Oh, like, you've got to go the whole hog. You have. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't I like used that. to... We've also had an email. I used to live in London, and I saw Michelle Rue Jr. out for a run on Clapham Common. He was wearing a France rugby shirt, of course. Oh, yeah. That is... Mm. I can imagine that. He's very rugby shirt, is isn't he? Is he a chef? Is he, um... Oh, yeah. The Rue the... brothers. Oh, yeah. There are two of them. Oh, I don't really Yeah, the know brothers Rue, I think they call themselves. Right. Yeah. And they're all right, are they? I don't yeah. Know. I don't... <laughs> and, uh, I think they used to call themselves the Danny LaRue. <laughs> no, I think that's a lie. Is that someone else? <laughs> okay. um, we've also had a text in. Morning my Saturday morning laughter. I listen whenever I'm at work. In regards to people exercising, I saw Frank on my way home from work jogging down the Gravesend Road. <sighs> Gravesend Road, is that somewhere near you? I don't know what that means. Oh, OK. What you is the Gravesend? It's a street. It might be a street. The but your Gravesend? sense of direction's not... I don't Present. think it was, I don't I mean, think it's it was not. A, I was going to say it's mm. not amazing, it was, but it's it was not Anthony Cotton. Almost certainly it was Anthony Cotton. We look well, they, once we once we reddened up. Both well, of us, do, we look almost identical. The text does continue. When I shouted, "Go on, Frank!" from my car window, he seemed to do a little hop on the right hand side with a panicked look <laughs> on his face. Um, so maybe it wasn't you at yeah. all. Perhaps it was Graham Norton or something. You know, it's, although maybe. he's got the beard now, so it wouldn't be. I don't like. Yes, no. I, I bet you Anthony Cotton is my bear. Where, where is the Gravesend Road? Well, that could be another separate text in all we well, could I just Google it. Well, I don't think it would be a very good text and we could <laughs> Google it. <laughs> um, Can you imagine? Especially if it was just people saying, you know, you know that pub? You know, it was those kind of really meandering <laughs> directions. That would make me very happy in one respect as a texting. But, um, oh, speaking of happy, well, we'll talk about it after. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Uh, the Office for National Statistics have revealed the five happiest places and the five least happy places in it the UK. Like this, is this again. coming on ticker tape? Okay, go on, go on, hit me with it. Going over it's, to our correspondent at Reuters. It's big news. I would suggest if people are listening and they then think, oh, I'm not quite sure I got that, to be careful when Googling, because the Office for National Statistics, if you put in ONS, mm. um, my wife in, in the past tried to find some statistics out and ended up on a one-night stand website because oh. ONS, obviously. Just be careful. At least that's what she said. Anyway, 
Absolutely. The coincidence is I have a one night stand ticker tape service (laughs) in my in my bedroom. (laughs) Anyway, happiest place in the UK apparently is Fermanagh and Omar, which I think is in Northern Ireland. Never. I love that soul duo. Never heard of it. Fermanagh. Omar. Second second happiest, Ribble Valley, which I've heard of. Don't know where that is. Don't really know it well. God, I feel third, bad about this. We'll get people now from... We'll get third, Eileen Shah. I think that's just a person. She's... Stexy's <laughs> been like know, I suppose we're all a place. Of <laughs> a, we're all a small place. Eileen <laughs> Shah. Yeah. Uh, fourth, West Somerset. Okay. Well, imagine if you lived in East Somerset. I <laughs> sit, sit at home, see, cl- so close, but so far away. <laughs> yeah. It's miserable existence, yeah. isn't it, in East Somerset? And Close five, I wouldn't mind. Door. I wouldn't mind. It's, it's only over there where, where it starts. <laughs> I can see him. Look, look, at him. look at him laughing. Look at him laughing from it. I can see him laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. He, does, he does all the voices. Oh, yeah. I love this character. Can I just say that's not a professional voice actor that we've got in no, to play no. that? That's me. This character, I reckon he owns a pub. That's that East me. Somersetian that Frank is playing there. Fifth, the Orkney Islands. Well, that's funny. I was seeing him in a sort of Davros moving chariot, sort of gliding <laughs> chariot. I don't know why. No, I see him in the park. Like a, a, a pint of cider on the... Uh, you know, they have, like, a worktop on them, those sliding chariots. Do they? Yeah. Very useful. In my mind, they do. Do yeah. they? All right yeah. with that? Very handy, yeah. OK. So what do you think of that? A well, a bolster in Derbyshire is the least happy, just FYI. Which one? Bolsover. Bolsover, that's some um, Dennis Skinner's constituency, is isn't it? Because oh. he's called the Beast of Bolsover. Oh. Is that where you're from, Derbyshire? No, it isn't. Oh, OK. <laughs> But you know, it's up that way. Well, I thought it was. Your voice is sort of like that. How oh, very London. <laughs> it's. I feel bad that we haven't heard of it. That's awful. I, I, d- I don't. The uh, the least happy top five is Bolsover, Cannock Chase, I've heard oh, of. Oh, I know that. That's not far from Wolverhampton. Dundee mm. City, I've heard of. Dover, Sorry, how entertaining of. is this radio? You're just reading out places and you're going, haven't heard of, have heard of. <laughs> tell you what, let's get an atlas. No, there is in no, haven't heard of. It started off with that road I hadn't heard of. Gravesend <laughs> <laughs> Road, haven't heard of that. But we can identify a whole chart of what we've heard of in Britain. That'd no, be there interesting. Is a, there is a pattern here, because the top five, or the bottom five, I suppose, least happy places, I've heard of all of them, but I've never there heard of again. the happiest what places. Does that sound heard okay. of. This what is does like, that? um, Bob, uh, Bob Monkhouse's Opportunity Knocks, Frank Skinner's I've heard of. <laughs> but it <laughs> no, tells I've me... I've never heard of. It tells me that the happy places are the least busy. Nobody's going there, so they're just, like, blissfully ignorant of what the world is really like. Is I, that... I, I do wish the Ribble Valley had been voted, um, the untidiest place in Britain. Then, then we could have sang, Ribble, Ribble, your place is a mess. <laughs> that would have made me happy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Sometimes I'm very relieved people can't hear us, what we say during the... Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, no, I had the mic, so was that... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. um, oh, sorry, I think everyone. we need to take a wonder, Frank. Wonder to oh to um email corner yeah I want to go to a manor and Om- for manor and Omar the happiest place in do you oh, we can go back there let's like see how happy they are um hold on I'll be with you here we go email email 
that help it I out. I like that remix. That's yeah, good. I think it needs, because now in the age of urban, people uh -huh. want talking on over music. Yeah, good point. <laughs> sort of, I, I describe it as animated talking is what people really like yeah. now on the record. Have you been hanging out with your Kiss friends? <laughs> um, well, I've, I've passed a couple in the corridor. Mm, I like them. Uh, this is a, an email from Erez, who says, Hi everyone. I'm a podcast listener. Okay. So I couldn't join in the discussion live. What discussion is that, you may well ask? Well, it was regarding our discussion of the luggage carousel. Do you recall that last mm -hmm. week? Oh, or the yes, week it, was, it was a text in um, the most interesting things you've seen on a luggage carousel at the airport. Correct. It's one of my proudest moments. Yeah. <laughs> Errors continues, just wanted to share, I've always wanted an airport to organise the carousel differently. How about you organise the luggage on the floor around and let the people sit in the turning carousel until they get to their luggage? It'd be... The trouble is with that... Yeah. I, I like the idea, but... <laughs> I don't think he means for you to treat it seriously, but... Oh, I was why thinking... Not? The main problem with it is the national obesity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> which I think would push the carousel to the beyond its oh, limits goodness me you'd have to pay a fine you'd obviously have to pay extra like you have to at the moment for extra luggage that's oh how yes that's, yeah. that's fair enough it, it yeah. spoilt so many fun things the national obesity crisis mm -hmm. only last week i was talking about you know the circular <laughs> trampoline held out by firemen under burning buildings <laughs> <laughs> they've obviously thought well we've got now we won't be able to hold won't be able to hold her we're gonna have to burn <laughs> it's, it's a different world absolute Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, do you want to roll with it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just had the soup. <laughs> um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. A little uh, bit of uh, Greg's dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, we have guests coming in this morning. You know, we don't really do guests on this show. We've made an <laughs> exception. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's call them surprise guests. They'll be they'll be along in this hour. Ooh. You see, I never say in this hour either. Yeah. What a DJ I've become! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We've uh, we've just had a text in referring to the um, email that we had. Um, oh yeah. Hi team, the luggage and people swap around was done by not the nine o'clock news in about eighty one. Hilarious from Gavin Ipswich. So um, <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. Now our our listenership is heckling each other. It seems. No, I, do, I don't think that means that errors was it? Errors oh, sent it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it, we shouldn't uh, question the comedy of errors. Very good. Oh, very good. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it just comes to you, doesn't it? I, you, I had an embarrassing thing. I was sitting this. I'm just telling this to the to our readers. <laughs> I was sitting here quietly, and I started laughing. And Al said, "What are you laughing at?" The, I said, one I, of the most you've ever laughed in your whole and life. And I said, yeah. "I said completely unironically, I've just remembered a joke <laughs> I wrote this week." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and now wow. he's laughing at it again. Oh, I know, yeah. but it is the gift that me. keeps on giving. I've become a monstrous character. <laughs> Six seven zero has texted us. Oh yeah, the Gravesend Road is the old A two from Strops to Gravesend in Kent. Um, I, I think, think it was made Shropshire. Oh, Shropps. Shropshire to Kent. I, don't, I couldn't run that far. <laughs> it was definitely Frank, as it was all over Strood, social media. Strood it is. It was all over social media. He was in the area soon. Some sort of charity run. 
This must have been about three years ago. Oh, oh. well, if it was three years ago. <laughs> I didn't know they had social media then. No, <laughs> me neither. I Gotta might have been when I ran with John Bishop, but they didn't recognise him. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, we've also had quite a few texts correcting my pronunciation of firm manner. Oh, yes. Firm manner, not firm... Manar. What did you call it? Fermanar. <laughs> Although, confusingly, one person has... Wouldn't it be great if it was called Fermanar and it was it was twinned with uh, a Belgian town called... The fun they'd have when they got to... I imagine they have exchange parties, those twin towns. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'd quite like to know what twin towns do, because you imagine... What do they do? You know, I've always been absolutely... Um, Really stress stress ridden by the idea of finding a partner when you're if you're at Wimbledon you're a tennis player mm. saying to someone do you want to be my partner in the doubles and I'm going no <laughs> <laughs> just the horror of that the horror of it and what are, what do they do does the mayor of Fermanagh phone up uh, yeah. the mayor of do 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 and say do you want to be twins they're saying no course we don't want to be twinned do they have a twin town it's like tinder where they swipe left or right maybe they good maybe point. they do twinder yes Very good. Mm. how does that and if anyone knows anything about the twin town things it's a you see they all brag about twin towns they do do they yeah oh yeah as you, you drive often in get, yeah welcome to Narlesborough, twinned with mahari and <laughs> behi <laughs> <laughs> that's one. That's just one I remember off the off the top of my head. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio had a good question in by the text message. Frank, can you explain why your show is an hour behind when listening in my car to what I hear at home? Many thanks, Carol. We Do can I'm faster. Yeah, exactly. We can. It's about your speed. Now, what happens is this show goes out in its original live state on Absolute Radio, and then an hour later it is um, broadcast on what we call the Decade Channels. Mm -hmm. um, 80s, 90s, you know, you know, the, you know the decades. Mm. <laughs> the decades of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they do noughties as well, which is the, yeah. uh, the 21st century, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't guess. I'm confident. Yeah, we've confident been, with that one. Very well handled. What Frank. I suspect is a, a fib. Swindon is twinned with Disney World. How did they get that? That's got to be a fib, hasn't it? That can't be. Oh, well, Disney World's not a. It's not a. It's Does, not do they mean Disneyland Paris? Is that what they mean? I don't. I oh. don't know. Anyway, I think that's. Is that someone mocking Swindon? I think, I think it might be um, a pulling of the leg there. Okay. There's going to be a reference to the Magic Roundabout in the next text. You know, the, you know the Magic Roundabout in Swindon. Oh, have you no. ever seen it? No. It's an enormous roundabout with like about eight exits, and every exit is a mini roundabout. Oh, is this one of your lies? No. Oh, okay. no so when you, you approach recently, it, when yeah. you approach it, it looks like a star chart, which right. is a showing you thing. It's 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 actually a feat of. I bet the bloke who come up with it thinks thought these will be all over the country. Uh -huh. Five years' time. I've never seen another one anywhere. <laughs> Frank, we've got our guests in the building. Are we not going to say who they are until they come into We're the studio? We're not going to say who they are, but what? suffice to say, Zayn Malik will not be with them. <laughs> and one of them has already <laughs> asked for the Wi-Fi code. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I can oh. exclusively reveal. Okay. 
So whoever it is, a little clue there, online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> online presence. Mm, I love <laughs> online presence. Yeah. <laughs> OK. What else? Oh, yes, um, I had um, what I can only describe as... I know, I honestly think... Uh, when, when are they, they coming in the next link? <laughs> Oh, I don't. This is <laughs> waiting for God. This is the sort of chat that could happen off air, isn't it? When are they on again? <laughs> well, <laughs> you wouldn't get this on a chat show. <laughs> you would on mine. <laughs> That's why it's not on air well, anymore. I shouldn't have brought up a chat show. <laughs> no, exactly. I no. love that show. Can I just say? Oh no! What? Never, never go back. Never go back. That's no. what I say. Down straight. Um, anyway, we um, we have. Are they in the next link, Daisy? <laughs> stop asking if they're in. We've got all um, link. Wand. Um, Anyway, mystery <laughs> guests will be coming up af- after um, this short message from our sponsors. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the southeast on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Um, we have special guests, and we have David Badil and Moena Banks Hello. in the studio. Hello. How about that? How lovely Aww. to be here. Now, these are people who live in my road. Yeah. <laughs> you basically right. asked they, your neighbours yeah. on. We but they get, also have a professional uh, profile. We didn't get well. a lift in, by the way. You didn't? We're no. not from you. You didn't well, get all a lift in? No. We got a lift in from, we got a car, but not from you. I had plenty of room. All those empty seats you had. I did. on his own in an eight-seater. Is that? Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Did it? Was it like the bloke who offered you a sandwich or not? <laughs> You've been listening to the show. Yeah, I love a bloke who does his prep. <laughs> I don't do my prep. We always do the show, don't we, Moen? It's a family nice. fixture. It oh is. well, that's fabulous. Um, I'm gonna um, let's get straight down to business because you're not just. Let's face it, you're not just passing. <laughs> Trade. You have done, You've done stuff, <laughs> and you'd like people to know about it. Now, I'm I, I'm a bit of an old-fashioned character. Ladies <laughs> first, that's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a premiere the other week, um, and I haven't been to one for ages, because I, I, I don't know, I don't love them like I used to. No. When, uh, when we were first famous, right, do you remember that? Oh, I couldn't resist them. We loved a premiere. <laughs> but, I mean, the novelty hadn't worn off. You like, loved a 90s premiere, oh, didn't you? You and your jack shirt. Well, I can remember standing Pearl up in a... Pearl Harbour, do you remember that? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Do you remember Pearl Harbor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was strange. We were famous in 1943. It was incredible. Tuned into Radio 4. <laughs> Josh, Hart- Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Um, was he in it? Josh Can Hartnett. I just say, Kate, this is like Kate, those two uh, old men in the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tour. This is one of the tours going past outside. <laughs> Look, everyone's waving. Yeah. Anyway, let's get down to it. So I went to see Miss You Already, which is a film written by Moana Banks. Now, that's quite a thing, isn't it? Oh, well, um, yes. No, I was, I was very grateful that you came. I'm very proud that you came, actually, Frank, because I know, I know you, don't, you don't like a premiere these days. But, yes, I did, I did, uh, I did have something to do with the writing of it. Yeah. Come on, you wrote it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, she's very humble, Moana. She is very humble, yeah. She, um, went, she Someone went. has to be in their family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've written and completely done it, and it's really impressive, a children's book called The Person Control. Oh, do we have an email? We're not talking about I you yet. Purely because... I wanted to show how unhumble I am in comparison. Okay, okay. That was it. It's great. I mean, how that. often do you get a couple who've both got product out there simultaneously? Oh. Kim yeah. and Kanye. Yeah, can, I Kanye this, can I say of this film? Can I just say it's um, it's it's like it's like a prop. It's not like one of those British films where Max Beasley. In. It's like a proper. <laughs> it's a proper film with proper Max big Beasley. stars and a proper big Hollywood thing. <laughs> 
And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be diminishing it to say that it's a weepy. Well, would I? I, I think it, I, I'd hope it's got a bit more than that. Well, I think that the word weepy has become no, a bit. No, but weepies have of, always got a bit more. They've than got that. a bit more. They, they, I mean, yeah, many of my favourite films. I have cried in, but I think it's it's a sort of story about it's about friendship. It's about two friends who've got these sudden big challenges in their lives that mm. they've got to that they've got to sort of either overcome or just deal with, and it's about how they do or don't deal with that. Um, and I think it. It's sort of. I worry if, it, if it's a weepy, it might relegate it a bit to being something people think. Oh, I don't like weepies. I'm not going to be told that oh, I'm well, going to cry. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, maybe. You see, I don't. I, I, I highly rate the notion of it because I think many have tried a weep. Mm. I mean, I weep. I cry every time at Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, that's when, an odd one. When Will cry. Smith finds his wife again in the. Uh, I mean, amongst the crowd. Right, spoiler alert. It's not the big spoiler. <laughs> no, no, no. But we... Independence in, Day. Interplanetary War, who we, wins that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we do all right, don't we? <laughs> no, we'll Will saves yeah. the world with uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's what yeah. Anyway, that's not the film we're talking about. It's the person yeah. to save the world. <laughs> so Jeff Goldblum. It was... Yeah, you don't want someone going, um, I'm, um... I'm gonna uh, save the world. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was Independence Day. We yeah. sort of done it yeah. in three seconds. Anyway, <laughs> it was. I was very. It, well, I, I'm certainly not diminishing it. it, it I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this. It's, it's about uh, what about two women who are really, really close friends, and one of them gets cancer, and that's what it's about. I'm not going to beat around the bush because it's breakfast radio. It's very, very moving. It's also very, very funny, right. and brilliantly acted. And I honestly, I'm not saying this because you're here. It's like a proper, a proper, enjoyable, interesting, thought-provoking, funny. And yes, I did cry yeah, for an oh, hour. No. No, crying is <laughs> crying in the cinema is really good. I had a sort of massive epiphany, if I can use that word. Can I use that word? Yeah. When I was about. Is, is that an ice cream? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's why I'm so fat. He's still trying to digest it. No, I had a big sort of revelation uh, when I was about 20, because I used to like art films when I was a teenager because I was a bit annoying, mm. uh, and I used to think The Draftsman's Contract by Peter oh, yes. Greeder was my favourite film. <laughs> yeah, and I know then, why you then like for, that. A lo- for a slightly sneering laugh, I went to see E.T., thinking, well, this will be rubbish, I'll raise an eyebrow at that. And then I cried so much at E.T., especially mm. at the end, that I thought, this is amazing, I never really want to see films except films that do this, and, you know, that really move you and really touch you. So I, I agree with you. To say that a film makes you cry, the word weepy is a bit diminishing sometimes, but to mm. say that a film makes you cry and moves you is a brilliant thing. Yeah, yes. and I'm, I'm really touched, right? I, honestly, because coming from you, who I know, you know, is a, is, the benchmark is very high with, the, with, the, with, the, with the comedy. Yeah, sorry about that. I shouldn't have leaned on it. (laughs) 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 My legs are dangling. Uh, It's it's fantastic. So uh, so I'm really really touched. Well, I would recommend people go and see Miss You Already. And it's got Drew Barrymore. Mm. I mean, it's got lots of stars in it, but I love Drew Drew Barrymore, I've always thought was fantastic. She's an E.T. as well. She is an E.T. In our end is our beginning. And there is actually, yeah, an, an E.T. joke in the film. Oh, it's all happening. Mm. I'm going to play some music while I recall. I'm going to cry. I don't remember it either. This is Frank Skinner. Let's move on to your your product, Dave. Okay, my product. I don't wish to Can we not call it. it a product? Okay, let, I won't call it that. It's a book. Just so yes, FYI, David's book. a little more high maintenance and more well-known. No, he no. Gets <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a little less humble. That is true. Yeah. I'm okay. a little less Kate humble. <laughs> mm, we all are in a way. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the world is, I've noticed. Well, apart so from her. So, you have, you have a book yes. out. It's called The Person Controller. It's my second children's don't, book. Don't rush through the title. The Person Controller. Yes. It's called, yes. The Person Controller. <laughs> and it's... What age, it. what age group is it aimed at? It's right? aimed at 9 to 12s, but really anyone can read it of any age, because I don't like to put off potential customers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, actually they are very focused on that in the children's market because one thing that happened with this book is that my previous book, The Parent Agency, yes, uh, uh, that, uh, again, this is not a very humble thing to say, but that sold really well. As a result of congratulations. that, congratulations, thanks. Well uh, the yeah. pup cheers, thanks everybody. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't well, say well, congratulations. Yeah, well done. Yeah, thank you. She benefits. Well, where the benefits from it? It's selling really well. So she's, she's on benefits. She's a migrant as well from Cornwall. Have you declared the film taking? <laughs> I like them all wearing the benefits. She's writing Hollywood movies. Yeah. She doesn't need My you. point being that when <laughs> oh, that no, book, it's all oh, gone a bit, that star is born. Is <laughs> when, when that's sold all right, the uh, publishers start saying, because it's for 9 to 12-year-olds, can you write another one pretty quickly? Otherwise, your audience will grow up. Oh. Okay. oh they say, yes. Click. And I think that's a slight category error because I believe there are more of them coming up, aren't there, through Point. what's called another generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. nonetheless, they say, look, the ones who bought this one, if you don't get it out within the 9 to 12 age bracket time period, oh. as it were, they, they'll be gone. They'll be on to young adult books and right. Twilight Judy or whatever. Judy Isn't the secret... <laughs> <laughs> isn't the secret to write a 12 to 15 one next yes, well, and just one. chase them, just chase that crowd? Well, well J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling who, no. let's be honest, has done pretty well. She, basically, every Harry Potter book is slightly older. Is that right? Well, uh, the characters Surely are slightly it's slightly newer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a philosophical point. What, it was chronology? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right there. But, that, so that's, so yes, this is for 9 to 12 year olds, and I don't want to suggest I rushed it out. That no. would be bad. Again, put off... Can I say what appeals to me about this book? Yes, should I tell you what it's about? Well, I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. It's about school bullies, and Frank and I were both school bullies, actually. We were bullied, and and we bullied. I was bullied. So but this I is an area bully. of interest. I never been big enough to bully back. Oh, I, I think. I, I you, you should have spoke to me for a, <laughs> a consultant. It is partly about bullies, but it's mainly about two twins who go who are gamers. How many twins? Two twins. Oh, <laughs> unusual. <laughs> Can I make clear? That's two children, not four. It is confusing. <laughs> David always says two twins, and I never pull him up on it. I just no. let it go. It's not my. That's it. That's why. That's why he's out of control. I blame you. So what? I pick my battles. You can't say one twin. No, say twins. Okay. And I'll, I'll do all the work. <laughs> I'll do the math. It's about twins. That feels weird to me. But uh, and they are gamers, right? And they get well, given... look, in the modern age, we don't question people. No, they, they get a magic controller with which they can control each other and give each other the superpowers that oh. Super Mario has. Oh, or she can make him really good at football mm. by thinking about FIFA as she operates the magic controller. Oh, it's and they awesome. beat the bullies using the magic controller. Is it a little bit Noel Edmonds' cosmic ordering? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I felt like he's doing that for each other. Also, I wouldn't pitch that as a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noel phones me with it two or three times. And I think not being the street clutching a dog-eared manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, That's I think his hair. I think. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Moena Banks, the film writer, and um, <laughs> David Badil, the children's entertainer. <laughs> hey. 
I think you'll That's find he's now called a uh, much loved comedian and author That's on the press says. release. Is that what much loved? <laughs> much loved comedian and author. I feel Frank often says when someone says, uh, this is a funny thing, he says, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> 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 That's what the nation is saying when yeah. my press release well, you says are much, much You're much loved in this room. Yeah, oh, that's certainly. good. Let's stick with that. It also says you're a major new force in children's fiction. Oh, well, that clearly mm -hmm. is true. Yes. It I, also had to, says, I had to write a new book very quickly because It of also that. says you got double first from Cambridge. No, stop saying <laughs> things about me. What else does it say about me? I, I, I always life? forget. I always, forget. I always <laughs> forget to put my uh, qualifications on press releases. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can I say that... Um, so, I do honestly think people should go and see and miss you already because I think it'll make you think a bit about life as well as having a laugh. Um... What certificate is it, when? So? It's a 12A, which means that it is suitable for children, I believe, und under 12, as long as they're accompanied by an adult. But I would... It, it's quite strong there's subject matter, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a strong subject, and it's also... Yeah. There is some... Um, there's some sauciness. There's some it. sauciness, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Brilliant. Yes, think, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the premiere, there were yeah. some children in the audience. Well, I think I mean, they were the ones who we were in it. They some were in of, it, yeah. yeah. Just because you're in it... <laughs> um, doesn't mean you've seen all the scenes. No, no, no. that's probably true. Yeah. They their their mum, who went there and chaperoned them and kept them away from those bits, probably thought, well, thanks. <laughs> 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 Does 12A mean that you can take any child you like? Mm, 10 and... I don't know, actually. What does 12A mean? Yeah, I've I don't really know what you can't take kids you don't like. You can <laughs> take under 12 if, the, if you're with an adult. I wouldn't you can take, take four-year-olds. No. no. Or well, anyway, let's not talk about who can't go. Yeah, can go. I'm saying you should go. Don't spend yeah. them any six-month-olds reading your book. Yeah. <laughs> well, why dwell on it? So. I don't like to put off potential customers. <laughs> no, I know that. Why <laughs> you keep saying Now, now you, um, Mawena, you <laughs> are in one of the most iconic children's entertainments in, well, certainly in Britain, like, maybe worldwide, I don't it know. Apparently worldwide, worldwide yeah. In We've had a tweet, Wen, about yeah, it. Have we? Lee says, I listen to Morwenna Banks every day in Pepper and Ben and Holly. I'm so sorry. That must <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I do. I listen to her every day as well. Just going <laughs> on, you know, <laughs> like they do. What is this, 1972? <laughs> I just thought I'd that bit. So, yeah. is Mommy Pig, amongst yes. other characters, oh, but yeah. mo most notably Mommy Pig, which yeah. is, I mean, so... Now, is there a formula? Do you no. look at Peppa Pig and think, I know why this is absolutely massive? No, and do you know what? When I, when I first... I've worked a lot with the, the guys who created it, um, Neville Astley and Mark Baker, these two fantastic animators who've done some beautiful sort of delicate animation work and films throughout their career, and I often did the voices for them. They did, they did this one that took them about five years to make called Jolly Roger, and it's nominated for an Oscar, but it, it's a work of art. And then they then they were basically couldn't work commercially. So, so Did I say commercially? Yeah, commercially. <laughs> I meant commercially. It's, yeah. a, it's a very similar thing. You, you um, need some children's and, work. Uh, yeah, they, so, they, so they, they, they basically couldn't make it work. And they showed me a picture on their computer of Peppa Pig and said, this is, we've learned to do computer animation, this is our last chance. And I thought, what are they thinking? A little, what this what is that? That's never going to work. Yeah, so I did the voices for the first pilot. And the rest is history. Yes, it is. But can you learn from that, Dave? Well, well I try. <laughs> no, but I mean, do you mean, there's a magic formula to what, what kids like, shouldn't uh, they? I, I don't know. I mean, I think with Peppa Pig, it's the colours and the stories and all that work incredibly well. Do you know what? They're really honest. They're, 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 they aren't patronising because they just write... The, the two of them write it, all of them, pretty much. They've got one other writer, so they author everything, so it's not farmed out, and so the vision is wow. really pure. And they are funny. They're proper funny. No, they are funny. But I think funny is very important. Like, I'm with both my well, kids. Now, now you finally come to that I finally realization. come to that conclusion, Frank. <laughs> Too late. I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> for years. And you said no. <laughs> but I think with kids, you should not 
talk down to them in terms yeah. of comedy. You, you basically just miss out the swearing and then just assume <laughs> that, they un- yeah. that they understand yeah, funny basically. like you there do. It's the it's formula for writing for children. From <laughs> funny man, David Bradley. It's sort of like Simpsons for babies, I think, Peppa mm. Oh, yeah, that's a very... So the kids good. like it and the adults like it because um, it reflects their Some experience. people think I'm daddy pig. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Can I say before we say anything else that Miss You Already is in cinemas now? You yeah. can go and see, you could go and see it this afternoon you could. Yeah, if you go wanted on. to. Yeah. And uh, the person controller, David Baddiel's um, book, is out on the 8th of October. Yes. Uh, just in time for that little old Christmas mark. <laughs> Potential customers. Fab. OK. <laughs> uh, I bought you a present. I'll tell you what it is. It's a single released by Colin Crompton, who older listeners will know it was in the Wheel Tappers and Shunters Club. Yes. And his catchphrase was, Best of order, thank you, please. And uh, he released a single called Best Order, Thank You, Please. I found it in a charity shop in Penzance. Here you are, Frank. Do you know I recently portrayed him in a a TV documentary? I didn't know you actually portrayed him, but uh, I remember people saying to me... Well, no-one said it to me, actually, but I think think you said that you looked like Colin Compton. No, a driver's... I got in a car and a driver said to me, I didn't recognise you without the flat cap on. And no, I had to pretend were... I was calling. I had to, no. it, I had to invent <laughs> really? meetings. I'd had at ITV about bringing it back. <laughs> and all no, that. a man it... who would be in his eighties now, surely. A, a man who's gone mm. said to his friends, I "Had Colin Crompton in the uh, <laughs> car today," and they said, "Oh, he died in 1985." <laughs> and oh, now he's no. telling it as a supernatural tale. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, look, it's um, I, I very much well done. Well, Thank brilliant you. to Thank be you. a couple that's that's, oh. that's doing stuff like this Thank when you. so many <laughs> couples do nothing. They just sit on the sofa. Yeah, watch box sets yeah, and, like and, and, you know, and have biscuits. <laughs> Kim and Kenya, Whereas you two, you've done something with your lives. I respect you for that. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. I think if there's any so couples kind. listening who are just slobbing out, oh. you can learn from these two. Talk to the <laughs> nation of couples. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right, well, it's been lovely to have you in, because I know we live, in, rise, we live in the same road. I see them about once every six months. It's <laughs> the kind oh. of friend I am. I'm so busy, you see. <laughs> no, you're not. I know, I know I'm no, not. just do this. No, I'm not. I'm just, um, I'm just very nimble when it comes to tree hiding. <laughs> tree, tree hiding? You know tree hiding, do <laughs> you? That's, that's sport I've heard about. <laughs> on Channel 5. Yeah, I hit three today. It's a Birmingham thing. Thank you so much, guys. M- Mawena, um, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful film. David, I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> it's a beautiful but book. I, but I'm going to... Well, I love the art, I love the premise. Thank you, thank you very much. Oh, thanks, okay. Frank. Okay, so, um, yes, thank you very much for listening, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out! The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.